Tenuous. <laughs> you got you got a, you got a real loud fish tank or something. I got uh, it's it's actually raining right now. Oh, it's raining. Then no, no fish tank. It's rain. <laughs> Don't turn it off. Leave it on. It's rain. You can't control it. It's not it's, your it's not your duty to control the rain. It's somebody else's. It's a nice white noise for everybody. Yes, it is. It's relaxing. <laughs> now, you think the show's boring enough that people are falling asleep on it. Now you go and make it relaxing. Getting some ASMR action, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. The rain is happening. It is falling down. <laughs> exactly. So I want to make sure before we get into anything really like too deep or crazy or whatever, I just want to make sure I let you know how grateful I am that you were able to carve a little bit of this time out for me and how important it is that I make you feel as safe and welcome as you possibly can be here on Evolving. Well, I appreciate it. I feel very safe and welcome, and uh, I'm glad to, to be on. Thank you for having me. Good, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so I constantly say, and I, I've said on any podcast I've ever done or any podcast I've ever been a guest on, I'll always make sure I make the point, like really drill home the point how important it is to me that you've spent the currency of your effort and your attention on me. So like we're, I say that to any, anybody who's ever listening to any conversation I've ever had or anybody who's ever like watched me do stand up or like watched me wrestle or any of that stuff, the currency of your attention and the currency of your effort, because like podcasts aren't on the radio. You can't just turn the radio on and it'll be on. It's like, you've got, you've got to take those couple extra steps. So if the couple extra steps have been taken, not only by you, but for joining me, but anybody who's listening for, for joining me as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> so, so <clears throat> I also want to make sure, cause I, I know on those like matchup, matchup podcasting stuff, there's like, yep. there's like stuff where it's like, Oh, always ask these questions or, or like ideal questions that you can ask somebody. I ain't going to do that. It's uh, <laughs> not, that's not my style. Uh, not not that, going not, cookie cutter. Yeah. I'm, not, it's not that I, you know, it's not that I'm not fascinated with the answers to those questions, but I know that whoever I'm talking to has probably already done a bunch of shows where they've answered all those same questions and maybe, uh, maybe get tired of talking about that kind of stuff. So I want to give you the opportunity mm -hmm. to say anything you want to do anything you want. However, whatever direction you want this show to go in, absolutely feel free. Uh, ask me any question you want. Talk to me about any topic that's like, like current, like today's top, something that's going on that you're like, all right, this is what's been on my mind all day. And here's your outlet. Rocket it out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's, I, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, is there, is there any like major events going on around you? Not, like when I say major events, not, I don't mean like, Oh, what concerts are happening or what sports, <laughs> what sports team. But I mean, like, I mean, like, do you have any like major accomplishments that you're celebrating recently or any like big decisions that you've got to make? 
Um, well, I mean, I'd say this is the last year for me doing weddings as in video production, which is pretty uh -huh. exciting. Um, I've been doing that for about almost a decade now. So mm -hmm. it's been a long, arduous road of uh, doing like kind of crappy work, if you ask me. <laughs> well, well, when you say crappy work, is it's like it's not that you're doing a bad job. You're just saying it's crappy work because you have to like you have to like be inside of all this. And people are the the way that they are at weddings. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're a little uh, loud and sometimes they're a little like not one to co cooperate with you. Oh, dude, I did this thing last. <laughs> I, I did a joke last night uh, mm -hmm. on stage and I said, um, you know, like. Okay, I just got I just got a a, a a pretty toxic relationship. Said, you know how like when someone's when like a woman's getting married and they're like real particular about everything and they start like flying off the handle and they don't really have a lot of tolerance or patience for mm -hmm. things. What's that called? Uh, I um, it's like not King Kong. No, it's oh, with Bridezilla. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. What's it called when they're not getting married? A bitch. That's who I just got a relationship. <laughs> hey, I've I've been down the path of a toxic relationship. I know how right. that can be. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, what's what's your longest relationship? Uh so I was in a relationship for 7 years. That's my longest. That's a long ass time, dude. It was it was a very crazy seven years to say the least was that the toxic one or was that the non-toxic oh yeah i've well i've been in too long term and both I, it could be toxic in their own ways <laughs> well like long term it's weird mm. uh, because it's like you go up and you do these ups and downs with people and you're like well you like You'll hear this. Uh, I'm going to tell my friend this story and my friend's going to hear it through the they're my friend filter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're going to be like, all right, listen, I have concerns for you. And I think that it should maybe not be ignored that this was a humongous red flag. And you might even though you might be enjoying something, don't ignore. Don't ignore those red flags. And so many times, like, yeah, but they they just get me. There's I'm happy. I'm happy sometimes. Well, it's I think friends are funny because at least in my experience, it tends to be after the fact. They're always like, I knew it. I knew it wasn't gonna work. Right. But it's yeah. like the whole time you're with somebody, they're like, oh, you know, good for you or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, I've been meaning to tell you. Nobody liked that bitch. <laughs> everyone's been talking about how we hate her for years. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, wait, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> what were their complaints? Well, this and this and this and this. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, thanks for letting me know. 10 years after the fact. Yep. Pretty much. So, I mean, for, for me, you know, doing weddings was, you know, I was doing them with that person originally. And I think that was the start of the, like, downward slope of not enjoying doing the wedding work um well, well, it's just I mean, gotten worse over the years then it, your relationship winds up being kind of a, a chore or an accessory to a career or uh some some type of like 
oh, now now I have this obligation to this person who I wanted to be free with and mm-hmm. and create our own not work thing. Exactly. <laughs> our own play relationship. And then, you know, the, with my second long-term relationship, it was the, I went in saying like, no, let's not get involved business-wise. And, and mm-hmm. she kind of pushed her way into that. And that mm-hmm. was the downfall of that relationship too, which well, is like. What's the, what's the <laughs> symptoms? What's the symptoms of, uh, of the, of like the, the sort of the, the downward slope? What are the symptoms from, For the- that you've experienced in both of those long-term things? Oh, well, I mean, you know, it like with the original one, I mean, we were, we started dating in high school, so we were just super young and my mindset was just like, this is the person, like, that's it, like good or bad. I just got to stick it out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's moments where like, I wanted to not be with them and like almost broke up. And it was that kind of like high school stuff that really mm-hmm started the fault lines and the whole thing. Mm. And then it just got worse with time. You know, it's, uh, people started cheating on one another. It turned into that whole thing. And, you know, nobody dated me when I was in high school. <laughs> I was a nerd. <laughs> well, I, was, I didn't, I didn't get, we didn't start dating till my last year of high school. I was the same way. Nobody dated me. <laughs> right. A complete nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm wearing glasses now. Most of the time when I'm doing the show, I'm wearing contacts. So like uh, you're getting to see the people who are listening to the audio have no idea that I'm wearing these glasses <laughs> right now, but my, my lenses are like super thick. I've always had like very poor eyesight. My vision's been pretty bad. So when I was like in middle school, I, um I would just never wear my glasses and I didn't know I could buy contacts. Like, I just walked around blind all the time and I was, I was living in my own world where like, I can't see anybody else. So nobody can see me. Why don't I just pick my nose? Well, why don't I, why don't I, why don't I just make weird faces all the time? No one can see them. I'm like, no, no, no. People can see me. I just can't see them. So it's not a two way street. (laughs) I can't, I can't see the looks of disgust that I'm receiving from everybody. Well, I know for me, it was always, uh, I used to watch like anime a lot, especially in high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. And that was like before it became any kind of in vogue for anyone. Oh yeah, dude. I totally, I totally receive that. I, <laughs> I appreciate and receive and, and feel the exact same pain for being a pro wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Nobody was a pro wrestling fan when I was in middle school and high school. And if you were, it was very like people very closeted about their wrestling fandom. People not like very open about it because people think at a certain point that you're supposed to like grow out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you must. What are you, a little kid? Oh, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know that's fake? <laughs> and I was like, you think I like it because I don't know it's fake, you dummy? <laughs> like, I just like it. <laughs> right. Right. Like, exactly you know novels they didn't happen it's like you who to thunk it those are all made up characters it's wild uh but yeah so i mean you know you you live and you learn with things i think because of those experiences i've, I've definitely it's been a while since i've dated someone seriously so i feel like when t- when the time comes I'll, I'll finally have the winning formula hopefully mm-hmm. Well, Fingers I mean, crossed. <laughs> you think you, you think experience is the best teacher, 
So if mm. you've experienced the things that you've liked and the things that you've disliked, that will help you make the decisions for when the stakes are raised again, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> so what what part of what what part of the world are you living in? So I'm in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Which is, you know, right here on the East Coast, right on yeah. the water. <laughs> yeah. You got you guys the this isn't the Baltimore accents very similar to the Philadelphia accent, right? Like that's where I'm I'm from I'm from Philly. So you get a lot of like, hey, those are higgies over there. And like <laughs> you get a lot of you get a lot of well, I mean the hun, you know, hey hey hun, how's it going down here in Baltimore? I, I, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what that's what we got going on down here. <laughs> We're um so in this this is a weird a weird transition I'm trying to make and I want to articulate this correctly to make it not sound insulting. You're good. So so leaving the wedding videography business, the decision behind that is the the evolution of your writing right yeah I, I i think for a long time you know i went to school for film and mm -hmm. i i came out and i think for a long time i felt like i needed to just prove to a lot of people hey like i can make this a career and i can make money doing film and video mm -hmm. um sort of stubbornly a little bit of pride mixed in with that and so when i moved out when i was like 23 i think is when i moved out um the first thing i needed to do was just you know start making money so the first kind of big opportunity i got was doing wedding video for a wedding photographer that was in the area mm -hmm. and i just jumped on it because i needed the money Mm -hmm. and, and that's been the constant theme kind of ever since it's always been well the money is pretty good so we'll we'll suck up the the misery of it all to so to, to do that well i mean it's also it gives you experience with like pointing the camera i mean that's inside of what your 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 soul like your soul like goal and purpose to like to to feed this creative beast inside of you. Yeah. I mean, it, in theory, it's, it's a good like point of that, but in practice, at least for me, it, it kind of became the extreme where I was just doing that and I wasn't doing the creative side anymore. Mm -hmm. So like, it was a good, like I did my thesis film in 2012 when I graduated and then I didn't do another creative piece until 2018 on my own mm -hmm. early 2019 so there was a good like six or seven years there where i was just head down really just focused in the wedding and event world like way too much mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of experience inside of that that like is really applicable to all of it i mean you can learn a lot of important lessons uh in in uh, <laughs> like the 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 watch the way one person reacts to something versus how another person reacts to something, and mm -hmm. then gauge like what kind of reactions you might get next time based off of uh, 
how they decided to act from the last thing. Yeah, I think it it taught me a lot about like working with people, like customer service, like doing like what you're talking about, seeing reactions from people. Mm. I just think like my issue with it was I never really had like a a shelf life that I was thinking for it. Mm. Um, I think that's really like if you're trying to do the creative stuff and trying to make a career in, in creative film production, I think you need to have that like deadline for yourself where you say, okay, you know, this is going to service me for, for this amount of time so I can make some good money or use it to fund some creative projects. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to like tell yourself, okay, it's going to stop at like this certain point. Like this is my cutoff. Right. Um, or you just have better balance than I do. Maybe, maybe I'm just an extreme person that I do things too far one way or the other. <laughs> well, are you, do you work better with like a regimented thing? Like, like bullet pointed out, like what you really want to do as far as like, as far as like when you want to, when you want to make films, like, is that, do you want to like write? Cause I know you're an author also. Do you want to like write screenplays and things like that? Or do you want to like direct things? Do you want to be a, like a, like a photography, like a, what do they call it? Director of photography. Oh yeah, like a DP. Yeah, Yeah. is that that like what's the what's the the sort of the the road that you you're more trying to travel down? Well, for a long time it was directing and writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought that was like definitely where I needed to go, but I found that over the last year, really kind of setting myself down and just doing the writing part has really been like the the super strongest like thing for me. and that was always kind of there, which is what was crazy because I really kind of locked that side of myself away for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I've sort of rediscovered that, like that's what I've been doing. And so, you know, I finished my first feature screenplay last year. Uh, I'm working on a short screenplay with a, a animation person over in the UK. And then right now I'm working on the second feature script, which literally I was just typing away at right before we jumped on this. Okay. That's cool. So what's what's the the genre? What I mean, I know I get the 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 animation is one genre, but uh, uh, what do you favor in your writing? Do you favor like drama? Or do you favor comedy? Do you favor romance? What's the what's the 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 drug of choice? Well, right now I feel like I'm still kind of exploring all of that. Like my first uh, script was, is a drama. It's like a drama thriller uh, that for me was a really cathartic piece to sort of get over that long-term toxic relationship I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really good experience. And right now the the script that I'm working on is a, it's a horror like mystery thriller film that's set that's during fun. like World War One. So. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. So. <clears throat> What 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 are things that inspire you? I mean, these I I don't know if these are questions that are on your sheet because I don't even read that stuff because uh, I I almost want it to be its own, absolutely independent of uh, every single other thing that's just like that. So what what is like the the main stuff that inspires you? What are the things that are like when you saw it, you were like, ah, oh, gotta pick up a. Got to pick up a pen, got to pick up the keyboard, got to got to get writing on this. Well, I just I try to be like a constant student of just about like any genre or any filmmaker. Like I'm a really big fan of Jean-Luc Godard and like French New Wave cinema. That was sort of my like 
introduction to taking film a lot more seriously because that was like I was exposed to that while I was in college which was really cool because I had never seen films that were just challenging like that before like the whole Mm -hmm. point is to just kind of mess with the audience in a lot of ways so I always found that really inspiring but these days like I, I just kind of honestly like I'll just search around and usually I'm trying to find films that are like I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but like I try to find obscure films. I try to find porn. <laughs> we got we got a pretentious guy. <laughs> Cut him off. <laughs> no more interview. Edit that part out. <laughs> so, so you know, I I I try not to be pretentious in my ways, but yeah, uh, I I watch a lot of foreign films, a lot of indie obscure films. Oh, uh, yeah, this guy's showing off. He knows how to read and stuff. <laughs> He's gonna pick up a book and start reading it aloud. This guy. <laughs> so so yeah, I just try to stay like really open minded with things. I think that's the best part of of it all. Is I just am open to just about anything. So what's the family like? Are they they supportive of all that? You got uh, you got siblings. You got uh, you got both parents. You got one parent. What's the deal on that? Uh, so both parents, and then I have two younger sisters. Um, and for, to their credit, yeah, they've been pretty supportive. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like the first artist type to really pursue like an art field in my like pretty much entire family. Uh, so, I mean, to everyone's credit, yeah, like they've always just been like, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, you're making it work, uh, you're making it happen. So it, it took some convincing at first for sure. Cause I, I know my parents really wanted me to do something that was a little more grounded, a little more stable. Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> they want, they want you to have the security that they wanted for themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what that's, I think any parent is that way, but it's it's tough to not like put expectations uh, on your subconscious of, of the kit of your kids when you're a parent. I'd, I'd imagine. I said I am. I'd imagine considering I'm not a parent. Yeah, me neither. So I yeah, I'd like to say the same things. It's like right. yeah, I'd be worried about my kids and what they're trying to do with their lives for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. The thing, my little sister, my little sister is 11 years younger than me. So mm-hmm. I got all the like diapers out of the way when i was a when i was a kid i got all the all the like the puke all that all the like baby stuff i mean which i loved her so much i loved her so much that that stuff didn't bother me mm-hmm. but I, I got it out of the way i did the i did the parenting stuff and now i look at her i look at jess and i go how proud of of the person she is that i am and i always think about and i want to make sure any kind of any kind of like attitude I have towards anything she does is nothing but supportive because I don't want her to ever feel like she's got some pressure that she doesn't need because mm-hmm. the world gives you enough pressure. That's true. And it's so funny that you bring that up because my youngest sister is actually 10 years younger than mm-hmm. me. So I say the exact, that's what I always say. I'm like, I got it. I already had it. Like I had the diapers, <laughs> all that stuff. I'm right. good. Right. <laughs> Hey, right. That that's a one and done experience. I don't need any more. Don't need any more of that. Right? <laughs> like, I say it all the time. I've I've made it. I've made it this far. I've made it this far, and hopefully, uh, keep on making it farther. 
Don't, right? don't. I, I love kids. I love hanging out with kids. They're so fun. I love my, my little nephews. I love, or I love my nephew. I love my nieces. Uh, but I just, I'm, I'd rather be the fun uncle than right. the like, uh, all right, now I get to hand you back and I uh -huh, get to, that's the best I, part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the part where I hand you back to uh -huh. the people who've got to take care of you. <laughs> like you get to have fun with me, but like that, let, let them have you. I gave you all the sugar. Now you can go, you can go play and have a good crash later on with them. <laughs> my sister, my sister came here. My sister came here a couple of years ago uh, with her, with her wife and her, and her daughter was like at the time she was maybe four or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they both like went out. I forget where they went, but the, the girl, the, the daughter said, Oh, I want to go with you. Never mind, I don't want to go with you. So then they left and she was like, I wanted to go with them. And she started losing her mind. And like oh she goodness. was like, Call my mommy. And like going nuts. And I was like, and I started like going, Does this work? Does this crying work? I was trying to like reason with a four-year-old, and my mom was like, She's not gonna listen to you. She's not gonna answer you with any logic. Just let it just let it happen. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, well, well, it's a good thing you're the mom. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I'm like, it's like talk with little kids. It's always like, how do I, how do I communicate with you again? Right. <laughs> I, what, what, what my mom always did. And I don't, I don't specifically remember it from me when I was a kid, but the, 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 the ability to never talk to you like you're a little kid. My mom always made that point very important to make sure to have conversations with my sister and probably me, probably me and my, my older brother and sister, but like want to have a conversation with you, like you're also her equal and mm -hmm. never like you're dumb. And I've got to teach you this. She would be like, she would like fold on. I remember she used to fold laundry with my, my little sister in the, in the uh, car seat and she would be like shirt and she would like go to fold the shirt socks like every like she would just say what it was not go hey this is a shirt <laughs> this is a shirt shirt <laughs> exactly I always say that that's like super critical. I think some people tend to miss that where they mm -hmm. think they just got to talk to the kids like they're real little. And it's just mm -hmm. like, nah, just talk to them, you know, like, mm -hmm. like they're there with you having a conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the funny thing is I, I, like, I've been making this point in my head. I know like recently, I think I brought it up a couple of times on here, but uh, I, I got some like Disney songs stuck in my head mm -hmm. like and i was thinking about this these disney movies and in them there was like uh like a whole new world and they're like they're like no one to tell us no or where to go so it was like and then other songs like no one saying do this no one saying stop that no one saying see everything was like everything with kids is don't be the jerk that's telling me I can't do things. Just explain to me the things that I can do and tell me what that's like. I mean, mm -hmm. so that's why I've also been doing this thing on stage, which I'm not, I, 
I'm probably going to stop doing it, but uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not getting over, but <laughs> we're, we're I'm like, uh, I go like, who, who calls themselves a boss bitch? I'm like, <laughs> and then like, if somebody woos, I'm like, can we stop doing that? Cause every job I've had, every boss I've had, I've hated them. Every, every job you've had, every boss you've had, you've hated. So like, stop saying you're hateable. Like, just stop. you're kind of, you're setting yourself up for failure with that one. Yeah. yeah it's like, um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like we're playing T-ball with like, like <laughs> I'm throwing, I'm throwing pitches. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to swing at who I am. You, you just got a little T-ball. <laughs> yep. There you I, go. Just no line charm. it right out. Right. <laughs> that's true that's true (laughs) oh so you're saying you're you're complicated and uh and hard to deal with okay (laughs) cool like yeah i've been there it's it's just typical boss (laughs) right every i'm like like, what are you gonna write me up (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i i've always been written up i've always been the person who's on the very final warning at every (laughs) it's like because people who want to be bosses of people don't want to be challenged by somebody because i don't i I don't i don't talk to them like i'm scared of them like i'm scared of them i don't (laughs) i don't talk to a boss like (gasps) i mean that might be what's going on inside i might be feeling like i'm scared I've always like every time a boss is around me, I'm scared, but I don't talk to them like I'm scared because like I know. And I want to say this in the most sincere, humble way. (laughs) I know. I've accomplished more in my life than this idiot ever will. (laughs) Yeah, I you know, it's it's that's a good point, because I feel like. Like if you're in traffic, right? Like let's say you're in traffic and somebody like they're like speeding around you and they like cut you off or whatever. I always am like, I used to, at least that was the way I dealt with it back in the day was just like, you know what? You can get really mad at at somebody for doing that or whatever, but then you can realize that like, maybe that's like their accomplishment for the day. And it's like, let them have it. Cause like I'll have 8,000 better accomplishments throughout my day. (laughs) dude that's such a good theory too like i i i applied that to uh for like uh joke joke writing right like um this other comedian came up to me and he was talking to me about someone stole one of his jokes and he was like (laughs) only doing every everything he was talking about came back to how he was mad at that comedian for stealing their jokes and and i was saying i got a ton more jokes I got a book, big book full of jokes and I'll always have more jokes to write. And like, when it comes to like stressing out about money and stuff, I always like, I'm always like, yeah, I got a lot more life to live. I got a lot more money to make. Like, I'm not going to be too stressed out about, I mean, like, sure. I get upset, but it's, those are fleeting moments because of, because of like how grateful I am of all the things that I already have and things that I feel I'll attract to me mm-hmm. instead. And, and your theory on the traffic is dead on what I've said on the show a bunch of times. Like I've never road raged. I think 
I've beeped my horn a total of like five times in my life. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, don't ever honk the horn. I don't, because I know everyone in the, like people will like dehumanize other cars. People yeah. forget the inside of that car is another person who is having a day that might not be the best. And Precisely. they might not, they might not have a way to, to, to process. Like I know my mom, when she's driving, if someone beeps, even if it's not at her, even if it's not at her, she gets flustered and she, she, with the windows up, she never does it with the windows down, but she'll always go, fuck you, jerk off. <laughs> but like, but it's more about the fuck you jerk off to the jerk off who was beeping the horn and not, but the worst part about it is like when I'm trying to talk to her or tell her a story and someone will beep and then, she, and like in the middle of my story, I'd be like, so then I turn to her. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to think about it that way, let's reassess things. And she's like, fuck you, jerk off. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't. I didn't that was gonna, like, where did that come from? I thought that was directed at me. I didn't. <laughs> like, oh, man, getting my head bit off here in the passenger seat. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to you about my teacher. I was talking to you about my teacher. And then you called me a jerk off? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been interesting, at least in like, doing weddings and stuff over the years, because you, you, you meet so many different personality types like that, where it's just you, you'll meet some people who are just, it's whatever, like the day could go completely wrong, and they're chill. And then there's others who are like, uh, you know, my worst case example of a wedding was I had a groom that was, was completely blasted before the ceremony had even started, mm-hmm. um, and was to the point of putting hands in places he shouldn't have put them when he was, uh, communicating with me while I was filming. So what, what were those places? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you go a little bit below the belt and, uh, you start finding out where those places were that, that he sh- <laughs> was touching um and those, this was good this was those tan line places the tan line places if i get the <laughs> dial out you know you go a little low on the dial um and this this was like a a, a wedding that cost like five hundred thousand dollars like this uh. was like a very high-end like couple and uh it was it was for a wedding that like wasn't even through my own company i was freelancing for another one so mm-hmm. my my barrier to tell them to go F off was extremely low. So I really had no leg to stand on with any of it. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody, if somebody, somebody violates you, I think it's fair to be like, you know, this is something I'm not comfortable with and uh, pay me or don't pay me. Uh, you might pay my, you might be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> yeah i mean hindsight's definitely 2020 i think i really was just thinking of the the company i was working for a little too much and, mm-hmm. and not thinking of my own personal like right. uh issues that were that were you know going on at the time there so well yeah hi- <laughs> now now hi- hindsight might be 2021 at this point let's just I, yeah i think we gotta all yeah time. i think we gotta nix it all together <laughs> I, every time i say it now i'm like ugh. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> uh, 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 trying to readjust here. You got to stretch it out. Yeah. 
Yes. I can appreciate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so what, what were the things when you were a kid that you were like certain that you wanted to do with your life? That's the weird thing is like, I, I don't know. I always thought I'd be like working with animals when I was a kid. Okay. I, really? I mean, you know, I was a typical nineties kid. I grew up with like Jurassic park and all that stuff. I always mm-hmm. thought dinosaurs were cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like doing that for a little bit, like nature stuff. Like uh, there was a program at my high school that did some like nature conservation stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just never really kind of like figured out what I could really do much with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting out of high school, it was like I was actually supposed to do pharmacology of all things. What did you go to, what did you go to uh, college for? Well, that was that was the original plan, and then I switched at the very last second to film, and, and that was what I ended up going through for. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a minor in like I minored in psychology for a little bit, but even that kind of like fell off after a while. So it really just became film. So it's a strange question. I I've mm-hmm. asked it many 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 a times. <laughs> anybody, anybody who's in the public eye in any way, anybody who's living any kind of life where they're they're trying to be outward with their personality, usually they've got a a hole that needs to be filled in, some sort of ego hole that needs to be that needs to be fed. What would you say your damage is and where it came from? Do you have a grasp on it? Um. I always feel like I wanted to do something that was something that would have led me to be more on like having a stage presence. Mm-hmm. Like I remember in high school, you know, I had a couple friends who were like in a band and I always thought that was like the coolest thing ever. And I actually was like, I managed them. I actually would get them gigs and stuff, wow. you know, which was a fun experience. I mean, I was like 15 years old, like that's, calling up music venues and that's stuff. That's entre- entrepreneurial <laughs> right there. A little bit, yeah. but I always wanted to be the one like up on the stage. Um, And even now it's like, that's sort of like, if I could just find something that was adjacent to that. So trying to like be a a better writer to the point where I can like, you know, just, just have talks in front of people and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I get a lot out of that. And I feel like that's been one of my biggest pursuits is just like having the ability to just like, People will be like, hey, man, come come talk at our university about your writing shit or something. Like, I don't know. I just, just thought that'd be, like, cool to at least be able to talk to a room of, like, more than, you know, three people or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you you can sometimes talk to a room of three people. That might be what how many people listen to this podcast. Right <laughs> now, you're talking to three people. Hey, that's that's uh, two more than what's uh, you know around right now with the with my house. So mm-hmm. that's that's good with me. Well, being inside the the, I'm gonna get back to that for a second. So being mm-hmm. inside of the the wedding industry, I guess you would say, did that did that kind of back you away from ever wanting to be married and do that whole type of thing? Uh, it definitely put a really sour taste in my mouth for it for a long time. Uh, I just felt like, you know, you see, it's the same thing. I mean, no matter what you're doing, a wedding is inevitably the same same song and dance over and over again. You're just putting different coats of paint on it. 
Mm -hmm. So at this point, I've always said, if I end up with somebody, if I do do a wedding, it's going to be super duper small, nothing intricate, like basically a, a courthouse wedding, but maybe <laughs> overlooking a nice scene or something like that in a field. <laughs> wedding Weddings are, to me, it's like, uh, I'm going to watch what I say because it like, I'm, I'm, I'm ordained. So I could, I could perform. I could, um, could, that's awesome. Or, I could officiate weddings. Yeah. But, um, as, as far as the, the planning and the psyching up, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like this checkpoint. It's like, you're just, it's like, <clears throat> like once that happens, it's over. What's there to look forward to now? Like once the wedding part happened, once the party part happened, now <laughs> you're just what you were before that happened, but you happen to be legally bound to each other. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a lot of that. And I think, you know, it's, it's crazy that, that we kind of do it as a society. Cause I think mm -hmm. it is, it's like this bar that you hit that mm -hmm. it's like, how do you ever like, when's that going to happen again? You know, mm -hmm. unless you do like a, a vow renewal and even those are just like a lot smaller mm -hmm. scale than what a wedding is. Right. So it is, it's this interesting thing. And I mean, yeah, like raising a bar on, on, uh, uh, I don't want to say disappointment, but I feel it kind of, I mean, I think you're like, kind of, how, right. do you how do you follow it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, my, my wake up call was when I was doing a wedding expo one year and there's literally insurance companies there. And when I was like, what are you, why are you even here? They were like, Oh, there's like wedding insurance that exists because they really, these insurance companies realize you're spending so much money that you can get an insurance plan to, to get some of your money back in the event of some kind of crazy catastrophe or emergency. And I'm like, that's how you know that this is just too overblown. When, mm -hmm. when it, you can have wedding insurance, I was yeah. like, that's a problem. <laughs> well, like, well, like, uh, in the wedding singer, when the girl didn't show up. Yeah. So, I mean, I luckily I've never had that experience, but I, I, it's bad to say, but I, over the last, especially this last year that I know I'm sort of getting out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, when I want that to happen. You want it for the story. Look, you can just. Tell people that it happened and no one's going to fact check it. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> yep. yeah, there was this lady. And it's just, you could, you could actually be like, uh, Robbie and Linda were getting married and then Linda didn't show. Just describe the beginning of Wedding Singer. Yep. <laughs> and people will be like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've had a cake fall. I mean, that's about the craziest I've seen, you know, cake fall I've had a couple that was two hours late to their ceremony, you know, things like that, but no, no shows yet. So fingers crossed that before the end of this year, maybe yeah. I'll get a no show. Yeah, you're, 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 it's, on, it's on your wedding bucket list. Uh-huh. So I just got to start making some calls before these weddings and setting things up for failure. Like, Hey, did you hear? Like I got some pictures, just send them some Photoshopped uh, evidence and uh, cause some chaos. <laughs> Yeah, he was hit on bridesmaids and all that stuff before you. <laughs> it was crazy. I got some video of it. It's a little grainy and rough and uh, in a different location than where he was. But hey, <laughs> like at the rehearsal dinner, he was sitting here talking about things like, oh, I can't believe I'm marrying this bitch. I might not even show up to the wedding. 
And and then she's like, he was saying that? Yeah, but he told me that he would deny it once you asked him about it. <laughs> the second you say anything, he's going to deny it all. Just <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> just, just, just stirring up tr- drama with these. Yep. <laughs> Got to make it happen. Uh, that would be great. So, all right. I have a couple of things that I mm-hmm. want to that I want to make sure I say to you or chat with you about. I mean, as as far as like the considering we're in the vein of talking about like what you want to do with your life and then the whole like marry somebody and tie your life to them until one of you isn't alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a wild thought. What do, what do you think happens when you die? I think it's just that's just it. Like I th- <laughs> I think we're we're human, right? We have to like we we have a tendency to overcomplicate everything. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe that it's like once once you go, like that's kind of it. Like if there's something as reincarnation, that would be kind of cool, but like I just I don't know. I think everything is just kind of like you have your time and then when the lights out, like the lights out, you know? Like that's that was your little bit your little slice of pie on on earth mm-hmm. and and that's kind of it which i was like i don't think of that in a sad sense i think of right. it as just like you 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 did your song and dance and and right. now it's done <laughs> so so make the best of your time make the best of your time that you've got because that's what you get mm-hmm. that kind of i get the attitude behind it i i i fully support it i acknowledge it and i appreciate it uh, <laughs> i i um it's weird because that that would make me want to ask you: Did you ever lose anybody close to you? And if you did, where do you think they are? Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, the the production company's name the name itself comes from my cousin who actually passed away from cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. uh, when he was fourteen and I was only ten, mm-hmm. and we were like super close friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that was like a huge thing. I mean, I yeah. I didn't know. I mean, you're, you're 10 years old. You're like, death doesn't even register. And then you watch somebody who's like only a couple years older than you pass. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, it's just that I kind of feel that way, even with him, like for a while, it was nice to think that like, you know, okay, maybe if there's like a heaven or something like that, like that's where he's at having a good old time. But, you know, looking back on it now, it's just like, that was just his time. And maybe the purpose was to inspire everybody in the family to want to live life better or like want to pursue like things that they weren't thinking about before. Cause I know like, I mean, th- his loss has had a huge impact on me as far as just mm-hmm. trying to live life better and seeing it for like, okay, you know, if, if he was here, I'm sure he'd be like doing a lot more things. And so that's why I feel like I have to, in, in certain aspects, which right. is a very motivating thing. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of a, a carrying on of a legacy that didn't have the opportunity to really uh, exist. Like mm-hmm. what, what, what on the record living can you do as a teenager? Uh, I mean, especially a teenager in the nineties, yeah, like the, nobody had smartphones. You didn't have a you didn't have a Facebook or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like so, I I say I kind of say that to 
to go into just the next couple things that I have. I just got two more things and I'll send you off right off into the sunset <laughs> with a hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> uh, so I, I do this, I do this segment every episode called audio time travel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, before, before I get right into it, I want to make sure that I state uh, once again on the record, <clears throat> how grateful I am that you were able to gift me this time and how grateful I am to be to be paid the currency of your effort and attention. <laughs> and uh, and anybody listening to the show or watching it on YouTube, bro, much love. Much love for me. Much, much love, love here, too. Thank much, you. Thank much you. love and respect. <laughs> uh, so give want to give you the opportunity, mm-hmm. before we jump into the audio time travel, to make sure... That you get the opportunity to, on the record, ask me or say anything you want to say to me while we've got this platform. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh no, it's a, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, good. Okay, uh, I was just gonna say. I mean, I I appreciate what you're doing with everything here. I think it's uh, amazing that you're taking the time to to chat with so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that that we got to match on a uh podcast dating app as i like to call it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true it's very it's it's tinder for podcasting guess yep swiping <laughs> right and swiping left who, who do you want who do you not want <laughs> it's a match it's a match yep and then you get your little <laughs> adrenaline rush for the day and you keep going <laughs> uh, i mean but the thing is with that versus mm-hmm. like being on the apps, like were you on? Are you on the dating apps? Are you currently? Oh yeah, are, are you Get currently, on the, currently far swiping, too long? <laughs> currently swiping? You, you getting any neat results? Meeting any fun people? I've I've had some some stories over the years with those dating apps, um, good and bad. But uh, right now, I'm talking to somebody that's over on the west coast, so okay. it's actually. progressing pretty nicely so fingers crossed oh boy cool yeah so we'll see but i feel like i've been down the road before with with certain people Mm -hmm. and then you you meet them in real life and it's like a a different story sometimes (laughs) somehow somehow you look like somehow you (laughs) you look nothing like your pictures uh you seem nice though <laughs> well I've, I've i've recounted the story before but uh w- when there's times when you meet somebody and within the first 20 minutes of driving with them they ask if they can do a line of cocaine on your the dash of your car it's oh, kind of a red flag oh that's not normal that's not normal <laughs> no i thought that was normal oh man what am i doing wrong <laughs> oh man oh i gotta i gotta reassess my whole life now <laughs> i gotta stop doing lines of cocaine off strangers cars <laughs> somehow that's a bad thing i don't know how but somehow it is <laughs> no but i i've actually i've actually met some really cool people and mm-hmm. have just had like just had interesting people on my podcast having a podcast and having a platform <laughs> like this is a, is it it works a little bit you could be like hey wanna hey wanna join me on my podcast and and how we sit here and we get to know each other like yeah it, it's, it's cool. basically it's basically a first date. Yeah, dude. <laughs> where do you want to so go next? I was gonna say, everybody listening, this is our first date, and uh, we're gonna make reservations at a nice restaurant for the next one. Uh huh. We'll meet in the middle somewhere. Yep, exactly. 
not that far. <laughs> but but uh, another thing I want to make sure I say, uh, I'm psyched that we that we've met each other and now we've done this and uh, this is still just the, this is going to be just the beginning. We time stamped our first date, our yep. first conversation, and and I'm excited to be any resource I can be for you. If you if you wanna if you wanna uh, ever just spitball creatively, I'm absolutely. I'm absolutely pleased to join you in doing that. If you need somebody to act in something, I'm Likewise, uh, happy, happy to do that. We've got any ideas for podcasting for sure. Uh, talk to me because uh, I, I love to be that resource. Not to say that I've got a, a, a tremendous following in podcasting, but it's absolutely something that I'm very passionate about. <clears throat> That's awesome. And I always say the same thing to people. It's mm -hmm. it's funny how little people actually take you up on that, though. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I I would like bigger amounts of people to take me up on that, you included. So now we're friends, and you, I think you have my phone number. I but, think I do. So call me, text me anytime. I'm here for you. You ever feel like you just need a friend? Just some judgment-free conversation. It doesn't have to be anything creative or anything. But if you feel like you're going through something and you need a pal, I'll be that. Hey, same that, here, man. Appreciate that. That of goes course. for that goes for anybody listening too. It's not like it's not it's not exclusive to you and I. I mean, well, while that's great, I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. Don't ever feel like you're alone in the world and you have nobody to talk to. I have some of my some of my favorite relationships with uh, people who are fans of the show and some people uh, who connect. I, I love mm -hmm. the, the connections. I love the resources that connect things. So the fact that like you're in the film industry and I'm also in the film industry. Mm -hmm. I, so if, if we can be resources to each other in any way, I'm absolutely psyched for it. Yeah, I mean, it's always I always love that it's like you, you kind of run parallel with somebody, and, and when those paths can cross up again, it's always a beautiful thing. So, <laughs> the the part that I'm getting to on the show, the audio time travel, mm -hmm. I'd like to say that hypothetically, let's just say twenty years from now, so twenty forty one, somebody who loves you immensely stumbles across this audio or this video and wants to hear messages about like who you sincerely are and the messages that, 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 that inspire you and, and make you want to be a better version of yourself that would help them with their, with their path that they're walking on. And you're speaking directly to them in this moment. What are you saying to them? I'm telling them that, no matter what it is you're trying to like accomplish in life or what it is you're trying to do, don't let any of the voices either inside of yourself or around you ever stop you from trying. I think that's the, that's always the key is that you're trying, right? No one has the answers to anything. No one ever will have all the answers to anything, but the only way you're going to do any of those things that you're trying to do is, just to try. And so that's how I've always tried to live is just like, Hey, if I want to attempt to write a, a movie script or something like that, 
you just do it. Like there's no other really option to go. Um, and don't let yourself walk away from it. I think that's the biggest thing is that too many people let the, the voices say, no, I can't, or no, this isn't going to be good. Even if it starts off not good, that doesn't mean that you can't keep working at it and polishing it. Um, and I think that's the key is, is trying and then not giving up on it and just constantly trying to make yourself better as you're working through what you're trying to do in your life. Self-doubt is an obstacle that some people some people treat as if it's a roadblock. Mm -hmm. So turn your obstacles, turn your roadblocks into obstacles that you just get over. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter. Like I always used to have really bad anxiety, like doing city driving. You know, mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the suburbs. So like the city was a scary place to me when I started driving and I could do it like the back of my hand now. Cause you, I've just done it. You just yeah. do it over and over and over. Consistency is key. Mm-hmm. That's, I have to I have to explain to you, which I'll explain a billion more times. The reason I the reason I beat this drum in the beginning of every episode of the podcast mm -hmm. is about consistency. Because if if it's like the I think I, I've I've told this story on here a million times, and I'm if forgive me if I'm getting it wrong, because I'm not a hundred percent. I wasn't there. This is just something a story I've heard. Uh, by a secondary source or whatever, but it was like uh, Pete Holmes. Do you know who Pete Holmes is? Mm -hmm. Pete Holmes. Uh, he was um, he he was getting a show on TBS like after Conan O'Brien, mm -hmm. and Conan O'Brien was like, "Oh, you know, you'll have like a like a triangle, like like a dinner bell triangle, like a, and you just keep hitting that triangle, keep hitting your triangle the way you hit your triangle until one day someone will go." Hey do you hey do you hear that triangle? So that's why I took that to like I'm always gonna hit my drum the way I hit my drum and then somebody will be like, do you hear that drumming what, what? <laughs> I, that's it that's the part of the consistency and why I want to make sure that like I live that same consistency outside of just recording the show mm -hmm. It's so, a beautiful thing. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> so at this point have you ever had your own podcast uh so so yeah actually i i do a thing where i sit down with uh different filmmakers all over the the world and we just chat about film oh cool That's yeah awesome. well i usually close the show by saying hypothetically i've gifted you this podcast Okay, mm -hmm. so this episode has been your first episode, the pilot episode of Evolving with Daniel Hess. <laughs> and in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, how would you wrap it up in a nice little bow and give people something that can inspire them, inspire them and give them the biggest like takeaways from this and really like feed their spirit? Ah, uh, I mean... Again, I think it just comes down to not not questioning what you're trying to do out there in the world, right? Like we're all just we're all just people, especially in the art world, right? We're all just people just screaming from the corner saying, "Hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing." Um, and so I think you just you got to just keep doing that, right? You got to just keep putting yourself out there. And I think that's the biggest piece is is the more you put yourself out there and the more kind of truthfully you put yourself out there, the better the response is going to be. Um, but it takes time. 
I think that's the biggest thing is people want instant results and it just doesn't ever work that way. I think you just have to keep doing it. That's perfect. <laughs> now, now just, just to be silly, um, mm -hmm. uh, in, in whatever your best impression that you've got, your best impression that you've got, just uh -huh. say, Hey Willie. And then we'll take it out. Oh gosh. Uh, best impression. Hey, Hey Willie. That's my, uh, gosh, I can't even Christopher Walken. That's my ah. best attempt at a Christopher Walken. <laughs> hey, hey Willie. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Anybody who's, who's listened, stuck with us this whole time. Uh, make sure you hit, maybe make sure you hit subscribe. So you get new episodes. If you're listening on uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify, make sure you follow it and you'll get new episodes every Monday at noon. But if you go to YouTube, youtube.com slash Corey Castle, you'll be able to get every episode early and you don't got to pay nothing. It's all free as hell. So, so send me a follow on Instagram, Twitter at Corey Castle and follow, follow Daniel over at, at uh, Two Tony Productions. Yeah. And, uh, and be fun. Well, Have safe. Uh, after, after you follow Corey. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> give Corey a follow and then think about it. Like, you know, don't, don't, don't make too rash of a decision. Maybe follow two Tony productions. <laughs> just, just check, check a look at what's going on. And if you see that it's things you like, go ahead and hit subscribe, go ahead and hit follow, go ahead and hit like, maybe leave a comment below. If you leave a comment below, I'm absolutely going to see it. It's not like it's just some, Nothing like some anonymous thing. Dude, say whatever you want. At least I'll know that you exist. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing. I, I've been saying that at the end of the pod. The my, I, I host another podcast with my friends about wrestling, and it's called Wrestle Rock. It's a it's a uh, comedy wrestling podcast where I, at, at the thing, at the end of every show, I always go, if you like what we're doing, let us know you exist. We <laughs> see that you watch it. We see that you hear it. Let us know you exist. Comment yes. below. And then nobody ever comments. <laughs> nobody ever comments. So It's like, come on, help us out. Build a community here, guys. We're, we're, we're just trying to have fun and talk about stupid things, so funny <laughs> wrestling stuff. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for your time. I of hope course. I hope that we I hope that we get to hang out and be friends and we get to collaborate on some stuff. And Me I'm too. glad I'm glad that we're friends now. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.